This is a fantasy short story. Shit. 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 Welcome to Kernak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast. On a specified. Now playing. Runebreakers, The Lost Palace, written by Kernock Grimm and W. Lawrence, narrated by Dick Terhune. This is Season 2 of Kernock Grimm's fantasy and science fiction podcast with Runebreakers, The Lost Palace. If you enjoy the Runebreakers, check out more adventures online at bit.ly slash runebreakers, b-i-t dot l-y slash runebreakers. Episode 7. Wilhelm looks around. They're still outside, but now the light is brighter, and the palace shines in a new golden look, the weight of hundreds of years just washed away. A blue arcane light dazzles through the air, painting the face of a dragon. Shit, 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 Wilhelm says. Where are we? Mormuk asks. You mean, when are we? says Dakaria. So... It has happened again? How much did we crap ourselves in this time, Mormuk says. The floor starts to shake. On a scale of one to ten, Wilhelm chips in, I'd say a hundred. Six golems break through the earth, each of them formed from what looked like thousands of iron blades. Their movements seem to mimic spiders, even if they have only four scrawny legs that end in blades. The dark iron head almost vanishes against the dark body, an evil eyeless stare with two curved horns. Coarse-band golems, Mormick curses. Remember how we fought them? You mean the time when you had thirty daggers in your body and you dropped lifeless to the floor, Dakaria says? <laughs> Good times, Mormick nods. He readies his weapons as Wilhelm and Dakaria assume their fighting positions. Once all six golems have assumed their positions, the head of the dragon starts to speak. You have sworn an oath to protect this location. This is all a terrible misunderstanding, Wilhelm hurries to assure. I just told your brother. We never divulged this location. We kept our oath. We just brought someone, and this particular someone is not very fond of honesty. You introduced a very dangerous individual into the time paradox, the dragon says. Technically, she introduced herself. We told her to. It was your doing, the dragon stated. He's right, Mormuk said. We screwed up. So, how do we fix it? What has been done will be done, the dragon says. Uh, okay. Is this supposed to be a riddle? Mormuk asks and looks at Wilhelm. It is a mere statement of fact, the dragon says. He's talking about the time paradox. Whatever Palath does, she has done already in one of the parallel time streams, Wilhelm says. We have no problem then, Mormuk says. That's fortunate. Then I'm pretty sure I've already drank a lot of beer, and I need to start now to make sure it has happened. He looks at Dakaria. Did I get the time thing right? Dakaria shrugs. No expert in time. You will need to rectify what you have done, or else you will be doomed to repeat your futile attempts over and over again, the dragon says. 
but we hardly made it out alive last time. I'm too young to die, Mormick says. Aren't you like a hundred and fifty, Dakaria asks. Too young to die, Mormick asserts. The dragon disappears with a snarl, leaving the companions standing alone amidst the golems. They don't move. Are we supposed to fight them, Wilhelm says? I wouldn't probably throw the first dagger, Dakaria says. They definitely have more to fire back. The companions carefully stride past them, whistling and trying to ignore the golems, for now the golems don't seem in an attacking mood. When they look at the palace entrance again, there is a line of people queuing in front of it. The people seem like light sketches in the air, gleaming blue and silvery, some of them overlaid. Wilhelm walks through the last person in the queue. Just like the last time. We do not materialize in some time streams, he says. What's with what we did last time? Will we run into ourselves, Mormick asks. I don't think so, Wilhelm says. There is a certain twisted logic behind how the time paradox works here. So I think even if we run into ourselves, our first incarnation probably doesn't see us. But you're not sure, Dakaria interjects. I can't be sure, Wilhelm says. Okay, so we find Palath, bring her out, and we hope the dragon will let us out this time, Mormick says. Less talking, more action, guys! But where did she go, Dakaria asks. I don't think that's so hard to guess, Wilhelm points at the clock tower. That's where she wanted to enter. Even from outside, the clock tower has a sinister and foreboding structure. The tower itself is made of black stone, with intricate carvings and symbols etched into its surface that hint at the dark magic within. The clock face on top seems broken, its hands frozen in time. The companions enter the palace again, walking through different incarnations of people. A soft music greeted them from inside, mingled with laughter and the noise of decades of discussions. Human servants hurried about, serving their dragonborn masters, some of them without clothing, others with loose togas, but all of them with gold jewelry. We could check if we can drink their beer, Mormick says. Perhaps we should focus on this quest, Wilhelm says. The tower is dark, only dimly lit by the torches on the wall. They climb a spiral staircase until they reach the first and only room. It seems to be some kind of arcane laboratory. The room is filled with strange and dangerous objects, such as bubbling potions, ancient tomes, and magical artifacts. There are three dragon-born dead warlocks on the ground, strangely contorted. Near the center of the room, Palath works a device that consists of several bronze rings rotating around each other. In the middle of the rotating rings, a crystal floats in the air. There you are, just in time. See? A time crystal, Palath says. Nobody alive has ever seen one, as far as I know. This is better than I dared imagine. I just wanted to see if any books survived of that time. But a time paradox? Seeing it all alive? Stay away from that crystal, Wilhelm shouts. On the contrary, we will rewrite history. And with that, Palath pushes both of her hands through the rings and onto the crystal. With a buzzing sound, a light appears within the crystal and explodes. We hope you enjoyed this installment of Runebreakers, The Lost Palace. Follow Kernet Grimm on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook. 
It's at Kernuck Grimm on Instagram and TikTok, and it's at Writer Kernuck Grimm on Facebook. If you enjoy the Rune Breakers, check out more adventures online at bit.ly slash runebreakers, B-I-T dot L-Y slash runebreakers. Rune Breakers, The Lost Palace, is protected by copyright laws. Every season of Karnak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast features a new unique short story broken down into several episodes. Farewell, my friend. <laughs>